0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: In Victoria, right, so the polling uh, that's come out says 52-48, two-party preferred. Daniel Andrews, Labor ahead on 52. Uh, Matthew Guy's, uh, Liberal Party behind on 48. Um, Now, uh, it's interesting, you know, Victoria is one of those states in which we've just felt that we really need to come out and say that... um, Uh, The Andrews government uh, is is a huge problem. Uh, They have been the uh, incubating ground for uh, so much of this radical queer theory, uh, sexualized content, uh, and Marxist material, actually, in the schooling system. Safe schools, for example, will be compulsory in Victorian high schools. uh, And uh, they have funded uh, so many radical groups, I mean I could I could, raise, I could, I could, I could go through a great list uh, of these different groups that are out there and you know, we've got La Trobe University down there who's putting out the bogus research to back these people up and they're really going into schools and confusing kids uh, in a way like we've never seen. And when I say confusing, that's a very mild and light way to put it because we know that this is confusion that can really harm the lives of children in a very serious way. Uh, it's really bad Um, and it's our job I think to look at that 52-48 and say well you know it's pretty close Um, and in fact if that swing is not uniform across the state if there's some electorates particularly uh, marginal labour electorates where people are informed about the safe school stuff and they decide to change their vote it might not be 52-48 in that electorate it might actually be you know uh, 51-49 the other way and uh, ACL has a campaign, a field campaign going on at the moment. We have hundreds and hundreds of volunteers who are hitting the streets, putting flyers in letterboxes, knocking on doors, um, you know, ringing up on the phone. Uh, it's a really great thing. They've got their ACL T-shirts on, say, you know, ACL salt and light on the front, um, and getting around and just having simple conversations with voters about the issues and saying, do you know what's going on in your local school? And nearly invariably, the people are saying, no, we don't. But when told about it and when really given the evidence, they're very, very concerned and they're easy conversations to have, the volunteers are telling me. So, you know, we really are looking for people to resource that campaign and uh, it's really worth doing because I think that Victoria's... I, I always say the toxic fumes of this Victorian program are belching over the border and impacting the rest of the nation um, and uh, and there's a real enthusiasm there. So, you know, that's the polling um, and I th- think Daniel Andrews is seen as a stronger leader. But uh, we've got 10 target electorates where we'd like to see that swing a little bit different.
0: Interestingly, and I know that ACL typically is non-partisan in the way that you lobby, but where you have to make a a distinction here, there is a clear challenge for Victorians because when we talk about economic agendas and social agendas, on the social side, the Andrews government is way, way, way off to the left and uh, very, very serious things, as you say. But when it comes to the way people vote, Martin, let me just get your impression here because uh, Victorian voters, like all voters, will be thinking of a state election and they'll be thinking of the issues like congestion in the Melbourne CBD or uh, the cost of living, uh, law and order and the growing population. And I know in that Reached Hell poll, uh, it seems that Victorian voters think that the Andrews government is better placed to deliver on that economic agenda. Uh, so there are challenges there, aren't there?
1: Oh, definitely. And the headline issues in the campaign, doubtless, are those things, crime, cost of living and congestion. Um, and uh, that's what the headline campaigns are running on with, with both sides, and that's what the polling is being done on. But uh, what we're doing is we've identified something that's not part of the headline campaign, which is this stuff in the schooling system. And that's far more than safe schools. It's dreadful. Uh, and, and when people learn about this, it becomes a top-of-mind issue. And so the campaign that we're able to run in the grassroots is informing people that there's actually another problem which affects their kids or which is deeply offensive to their cultural or religious um, heritage. And that works, it's just a matter of resourcing the campaign and so that's why I said you know, there's 10 target seats that we're looking at and it may well be that in those 10 target seats the result is a little different because if we're successful and we door knock every home and we letterbox every house and we call every home and we just inform them and it's really an information, it's a a truth telling campaign just to let people know that this is the truth about what's happening, uh, it will change things. And we've seen the the pick-up in the electorate to be very strong. So whilst there's a headline campaign going on, we're running a side campaign, which is actually very powerful.
0: Uh, Martin, speak to us just for a few moments about how you would like to see Christians in Victoria uh, respond to the challenges that are coming with this Victorian state election because uh, there are times, and we've known in campaigns in the past, that sometimes churches are reluctant uh, to say anything that might be political from the pulpit because uh, there's this assumption that somehow or other in the pulpit, that's, uh, you know, we don't talk about politics here. Uh, but what are your thoughts for Christian voters and even for those who are leaders who'd listened to our conversation today about how seriously they'd be taking... Uh, the upcoming poll in Victoria.
1: Well, I mean, I would agree to some some extent that there's, there can always be controversy and difficulty in raising politics in the pulpit. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to be talking about economic policies and you know redistributions and welfare and all this kind of thing, I think I think that's inherently controversial. But you know, when we come to these some of these social issues, I really don't think that there's controversy here. I think that the Christian Church is very very clear on what we believe about uh, uh, how we should treat children. I think the metaphor that Jesus uses when he takes the child and he says, you know, uh, about a millstone being hung around the neck and cast into the depth of the sea is very, very serious. Um, And I do think that we know how utterly destructive this social agenda is on kids. You know, if you're talking about gender ideology, if you're talking about exploring different sexualities, if you're talking about young children at an age that used to be an age of innocence being put through an exploration of sexuality, sexual conduct... Uh, having their minds opened to the idea of gender ideology and transgenderism and queer stuff, you're all of a sudden saying, this is actually not a matter of just politics. This is a matter of good and bad, right and wrong. This is evil. Uh, and it is affecting and stumbling the most vulnerable in the community. And if, if as the church, we love our neighbor and we really are doing good works before others, as the light of the world, this is a very important thing to be aware of. And it's a very important thing for the church to stand up and say to our society, enough's enough and call a society back to what is right. So uh, I I don't see this as primarily a political thing. I see this as something that has actually become an issue of clear right and wrong, good and evil.
0: Okay, let's get a little bit of an attention on the state of Queensland. Of course, the abortion law reform that is planned for Queensland, uh, just a week or so away, uh, the Parliament Committee on Friday Uh, released a report making no changes to their abortion bill so it is a severe abortion bill that is being proposed for the state of Queensland.
1: Well it is and the concern there of course is that they're projecting confidence they're saying you know we're confident that this will pass as it is so we're not going to bother changing it Um, and it really is one of the most uh, severe abortion uh, regimes in the entire world. I mean You go to progressive countries in Europe and even places like the Netherlands and Germany and France and Belgium, they've got cooling off periods. You know, a woman can't get an abortion straight away. She's got to wait a week. They've got mandatory counselling and uh, offers of uh, all sorts of things that have to go into the process to make sure she's given options. Um, You know, then you come to Australia and, you know, we have open slather up until 22 weeks. And then after 22 weeks, you just need the tick of a second doctor. Uh, There's no protections, there's no limitations, there's no discussion about whether this woman's been coerced, whether she needs counselling, there's no discussion about whether or not there might be other options available, Uh, there's nothing, it's unbelievable, and not only that, there's no conscience rights, so a doctor in a rural area with no other options for a woman cannot conscientiously object to doing the abortion, or you know, there's no conscience rights even for institutions like hospitals and private clinics and stuff to be able to decline and not offer the service which is shocking because a lot of people in the medical profession uh, have deep convictions in their conscience about issues of life, and that's just going to be trampled on. Um, One of the most radical in the world, and this is why I would say to everyone in Queensland who's listening, keep writing to your MP. Uh, The LNP party room meets tomorrow. What we're looking for from them is for them to unite against the bill because they said the Rob Pine bill, which was before this one, was too radical and it was abhorrent. In the words of Deb Frecklington, the opposition leader, um, this is worse. Uh, and the Health Committee report on, dissenting report on Friday, made that point, said it's actually worse. Um, and so they need to write to their LNP members and say, unite against this. And they need to write to any ALP members that might represent them and say, you need to cross the floor on this and vote against it because it is dreadful and it's the worst in the world. So that's really coming down to the wire. The vote's on the 16th of October. So we're running out of time and it's just a matter of grassroots pressure. We've got to tell people to do the right thing.
0: Uh, that's right, that vote coming potentially there on the 16th of October. Uh, let's turn our eyes towards uh, federal politics once again and, of course, you have a more conservative side in the Liberal National Coalition and then the Labor Party on the other side of the equation. Uh, there's a development here, though, uh, worthy of your comment, uh, Martin Iles, because there's a Labor senator, Kimberly Kitching, who is moving to create a bipartisan parliamentary group that will defend judéo-christian and western liberal democratic values. This is very unusual for the Labour Party. Look
1: it is it is unusual now for the Labour Party that's right. Now we've always known that there's people in the Labour Party who will align to the centre left on, you know, economic policy for example. Uh, and and that's fine, you know. There's there's, um, there's 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 differences of opinion in that area, um, and but there have always been in the Labour Party plenty of people who may be centre-left economically, but who actually, when it comes to social policy, uh, lean more to traditional values uh, and a more conservative view of things. That part of the Labour Party has been shrinking for a long time. Uh, the real the, the more radical social group. Uh, has become the majority in recent years. And so we've got a, a, a rump that's remaining, if you like, of, of some of these people, and many of them are you know, they, many of them are good people. You know? You've got people like Anthony Byrne and uh, Alex Gallagher and, and Don Farrell and Jacinta Collins and Chris Ketter, uh, and there's a number of them in the party, uh, but they've been marginalised uh, and they, I, I, you know, they're in a position where it's hard for them to speak up without being punished because they're now, they're now a minority, but it's very interesting to see Kimberly Kitching, who's a new senator and who is herself one of these people, uh, who socially uh, has some of the values that we share. Uh, and she's saying, well, I'm going to actually establish a group for us. Uh, and it's almost a signal that, you know, they're going to find their voice again. Uh, it's very encouraging to see them standing up and saying, no, no, uh, it's OK for us to continue to exist in the Labor Party. And in fact, um, we want to encourage others in the Labor Party to be with us. Uh, It's a significant change in the tone coming from those guys and it's nice to see them opening their mouth and standing up and speaking a bit more publicly and I trust that it will yield much fruit because there have been many very constructive relationships that we've had with people in Labour over a number of years uh, who would fit into this category of of, of Labour politician and it's nice to see them banding together.
0: Martin, running short of time a little, uh, let's pick up on Tasmania for a few moments uh, because they haven't had a positive experience with their Dark Mofo Festival in Tasmania. And now the Lord Mayor is urging the ACL to include council in a petition against public funding for the Dark Mofo.
1: Well, yeah, this is um, real progress, actually. So uh, they've got this dreadful festival down there people may have heard of. The, it made national news with the inverted crosses up on big poles all down the Hobart foreshore, which is a satanic symbol. Um, and it's deliberately meant to be like that. It's it about the worship of darkness, you know, it's celebrating the dark. Um, and and the stuff that they feature is, is horrifically pornographic um, sometimes, and there's ritual sacrifice ceremonies included, and there's all sorts of, evil stuff. Um, And it's a nasty sort of thing. But the problem is that the government gives funding to Mona, uh, which is the group that, uh, which is the the, the art gallery down there, and they're the ones that put the festival on. And they receive a huge amount of funding from the state government and from the council. So we've had a campaign saying, you know, people tell the state government to stop funding it. That campaign's been tremendously popular. Um, It's it's the most popular campaign we've ever run in Tasmania, by a long shot, and it's picking up all sorts of people who are not traditionally ACL supporters. So there's real concern. But what's happened is that whilst we've been lobbying the state government, the Hobart uh, Lord Mayor has turned around and said, well, can you lobby us as well, because I think that we should pull our funding. We give hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to this festival as a city council. Um, and he wants to pull the funding now. So it's progress. Uh, and the campaign's being seen, it's being reported on, and there's real activity. So any Tasmanians, I would say, write to... If you're in Hobart, write to your uh, Lord Mayor and Alderman. Uh, and uh, if you're in Tasmania in general, keep writing to um, to the tourism minister and the politicians because there's progress here. And the campaign's been tremendously popular, but it's not there yet. Uh, we need more people. So uh, that's a good sign, because we can't have the government funding, as I think the Anglican bishop down there said. He said it's state-funded blasphemy, which I think is true. Uh, And they would never do that to any other group. And we know as Christian people that the stuff that's being done here is is more serious uh, than most others in the community realise. And so, you know, I think it's incumbent on us to stand up and speak against it.
0: Well, important thoughts on a number of issues today. Martin Iles, the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Let me point people to the website for the Christian Lobby. It's acl.org.au and you'll be able to access some great informative uh, articles and information there about some of the things we've been talking about today. Martin, thanks so much for taking some time to update us today on 2020.
1: No trouble, Neil. Always my pleasure.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening.
1: There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.